Mark chapter 11, and we're going to be starting reading at verse 25, and it's just a short little passage here uh, in the midst of a longer passage that we've dealt with um, over the last uh, couple of weeks or more now. And, uh, but I thought that this was important for us to take some time just to look at this particular thought that, that Jesus is involving in this talk about faith and about prayer, and the importance of, of, of prayer in our lives and, and how we live our lives by faith. We've been talking about faith being uh, belief in action, and, um, and this is certainly a, a big part of all of that. So let's start reading uh, Mark verse 11, uh, chapter 11, and we're going to start reading at verse 24. Therefore I tell you, Whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Lord, we just pray that, that, uh, that as we look at this particular passage, this, uh, this powerful statement that you made into our lives, uh, Lord, I pray that we would be able to hear your Spirit's voice, that you would be able to speak to us um, of how you want us to apply this into, into our own lives. Um, so we look forward to seeing what it is that you are going to, to do in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. So one of the first glaring things that we need to talk about in this passage is the fact that there is in a lot of your Bibles no verse 26. I was reading something that you probably thought, where is he getting that from? I don't see that here. This is one of those places um, that there are some in the the, uh, Greek manuscripts that we have available to us these days, there are some discrepancies, some variances uh, between different manuscripts and, uh, and, uh, and so therefore different ways that people have translated or applied those different pieces. And in this particular part, verse 26, there are a lot of the um, older manuscripts um, and a lot of the significant manuscripts that we have uh, available to us that do not include a verse 26. All we have is that first uh, is verse 25, which says that if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who also is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Um, There's a lot of different explanations that we can try and figure out. We don't really know how either that verse 26 got dropped out of some of them or how it got added into some others. Uh, It's probably more easy to understand how something like that might get added to to Scripture. Um, There is another uh, passage that is very similar to this found in Matthew chapter 26. I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 6. And, um, and it is part of uh, Jesus' teaching on the Lord's Prayer as he was teaching there on, on the Sermon on the Mount. And, uh, 
you're probably familiar with the, the Lord's Prayer, Our Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then there is this verse, this, uh, thing, this part that Jesus has added here. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. And then verse 15, but if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So uh, there is one of the, the ways that we could understand how that verse got transferred over into verse 26 here of Mark chapter 11 is the similarity between those two themes of what's being taught there, what's being spoken by Jesus um, about the importance of forgiveness. And, and it is not surprising that somebody might have put in the margin, knowing what Matthew had reported of what Jesus had said, that as they saw the passage in Mark, they wanted to add that. And, and so they maybe wrote it in the margin. Maybe you're a person that writes in the margin of your Bible to, uh, to point out something that's important to you. And then somebody else who saw that written in the margin, thought, that's really a good point. That's a good connection. And so they added it into their copy that then they sent to their cousins and their friends that were in the next city down the road. Uh, and from that, it just kind of built and became a regular part. It moved from out of the margin into the regular line. Uh, that could be how it was added. We don't know. Um, it's hard to understand why anybody would take that out um, because of the 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 authority and the power that's being spoken. Um, but either way, we don't, need to, uh, we, we don't need to worry that somehow that this is changing Scripture in some way because we do know that this is a truth that Jesus has spoken because we can find it there in Matthew chapter 6. Um, and really, the, the, the heart of that is there in, in the first statement in verse 25 where it says, whenever you're standing praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive your trespasses. It's, it's not hard to do the vice versa then to be able to say, so if you don't forgive, neither will your Father who is in heaven forgive you. Forgiveness is um, uh, an essential part of our relationship with God. That's because unforgiveness is so absolutely devastating in our lives. Unforgiveness stems out of pride. It's because of our own pride and our own uh, wanting to protect ourselves, to protect our reputation, uh, to, to guard ourselves against people that, that are hurtful, uh, that, we, that we hold on to those grudges, that we hold on to that, that bitterness and frustration that we have against uh, whether it's people that are close to us or, or people that we don't even know. And it is hard for us to forgive. But unforgiveness destroys our heart. It is that, that it breeds that root of bitterness that becomes a cancer within our souls that destroys who we are. Uh, somebody has said that, that unforgiveness is the poison that you drink hoping to kill somebody else. It doesn't make any sense and it never, it rarely ever works 
to make any changes in our relationships. Unforgiveness destroys our own heart. Unforgiveness also kills relationships. It's one of the, uh, the, the, the prime uh, reasons for breakup in marriages. And often, it, it's, it's just those little things, right? It's the little offenses, it's the little wrongs, it's the little mistakes that are made that we hold on to and don't forgive. And those little things keep on building up and building up until there is this wall between us that seems absolutely insurmountable. Unforgiveness kills relationships. How many people do you know who don't ever speak to their brother or their sister because of some offense that happened years ago? How many parents have been estranged from their children because of unforgiveness? Unforgiveness kills relationships. Unforgiveness is is devastating because it also reveals a lack of how much we understand how God has forgiven me. That's one of the prime uh, purposes of Jesus' parable of the unforgiving servant. You remember that account in Matthew chapter 18 where the servant who, who owed this unbelievably large debt to the king. And the king finally decided enough is enough. I'm going to call out this, this debtor and brought him before him and said, you need to pay what you owe me now. And the man fell on his knees and begged for mercy, begged for grace for the, for the king to forgive this debt because there was no way that he would ever be able to repay it. And the king, being a gracious and a loving king, did indeed wipe away that debt where the man no longer owed anything to him. And the man jumped to his feet and he rejoiced and rushed out of the king's hall. And as he got out onto the street, saw a fellow servant who owed him a pittance, a small little amount. And this, this servant who had just been forgiven this huge debt, this debt that there was impossible for him to ever pay, looked at his colleague and and said if you don't pay me i am throwing you and your whole family in jail and and the man said i'm sorry i cannot repay i know it's just a small amount but i have nothing i can't repay and the man said doesn't matter you all are going off to jail and sent his whole family off to jail when the king heard about that he called this man back in his in his throne room and said you ungrateful, wicked servant. You see, we are that servant. We have been forgiven a debt that there is no way that we could ever repay. That is so large that even if we spend all of eternity, we would never be able to pay back our offense against a perfect and holy God. And yet in His grace, in His love for us, He sacrificed Himself in order to set us free from that debt. So when we are unwilling to forgive the little paltry little pittances against one another, 
it shows that we have no awareness of how much we have been forgiven by God. And it shows that prideful ugliness in our own heart. Forgiveness is also evidence that I am not allowing Jesus to transform my life into his likeness. Because it is God's nature to forgive, to show grace, to extend love to those who have wronged him, who have rebelled against him, who have rejected him. That is his character. And as Paul promises us in 2 Corinthians chapter 3.18, where he says that, that we are being transformed into the likeness of Jesus from glory unto glory, that means that, that as we are, are walking with Christ, as we are allowing him to, to be in control of our lives, that we are going to reflect his nature more and more each and every day, which means that we will be more and more forgiving as we walk in, a, in relationship and in communion with him. So when we are unforgiving, what we're revealing is, is that we are not walking with Christ. We are not allowing His Spirit to form and fashion and, and refine us into His image. That's why forgiveness is so important. Because forgiveness frees us. So often we look at forgiveness as what it does for the other person. But when we forgive, we are set free from that pride that holds us in bondage. When we allow ourselves to sacrifice for somebody else, to extend the love of Christ and the forgiveness of Christ towards others, we are set free from, uh, from pride. And we, we release ourselves from that root of bitterness that grows in our hearts so that we're able to live a life that is full of peace and joy and communion. When we forgive, it frees us to love. Whether it's with our spouses, with our, with our children, with our parents, with our, with our brothers and sisters, with our friends, with, with extended family and co-workers. When we forgive, we, we wipe the slate clean from those, from those past hurts and gives us an opportunity to, to discover true joy in relationship and connection. That is what we've been created for. And unforgiveness just holds us in bondage away from that which we all crave the most, which is to love and be loved. Forgiveness frees us to know God in all of His beauty. When we forgive others, we have the chance of being able to see more clearly the forgiveness that we have received from God, And it makes us that much more grateful, much more appreciative of what He has done for us when we can extend that grace into other people's lives. And then finally, forgiveness, forgiveness frees us to be made new by God. 
so that the fruit of his spirit becomes more and more evident in our lives each and every day. But forgiveness is hard. There are some people who have hurt me so deeply that I find it really, really challenging to extend grace and forgiveness towards them. I, you know, I say I've forgiven them in my mind, but when I see them in the street, when I bump into them in the store, my stomach, my heart just gets all twisted in knots because the memory of that fear, of that, of that hurt, of that offense grabs a hold of me and I cannot let it go. Those little things that happened between Denise and I. And she is so wrong. (laughs) And if I forgive her, I let her get away with being wrong. I hold on to that. It's so hard to say those words, to allow Christ to, to do that within my heart, to actually forgive somebody. But there's hope. Kind of reminds me of that passage that we just looked at a little while ago in Mark chapter 10, verse 27. Jesus was talking about how, uh, how, a, how a rich person cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven and the disciples were going, oh, well then who? Who could ever come into the kingdom of God? And Jesus said, with man, it's impossible. But not with God. For all things are possible with God. That forgiveness, that unforgiveness that's in your heart, that seems so impossible to give out, to extend, like you would ever be able to put yourself in a place of vulnerability to that person once again. It, It just seems a mountain that's just too hard to climb. With God, it's possible. He can change your heart. Not just He can. He will change your heart. That is His plan and His purpose for you is to forgive. So how do we do that? Well, it comes by faith. Faith, which is belief in action where we where we believe that 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 Christ has called us to forgive that in order for us to receive the forgiveness of the father that we need to extend that forgiveness towards others and so we we cling to that promise from God that that if anybody lacks wisdom of knowing how to live life that they ask God who gives generously without reproach so we ask god we we ask him to to give us a heart that forgives and then by faith we act like it 
we choose to forgive. We choose to let go of that bitterness. We choose to invite that person again into our trust. Not because necessarily we feel like it. Not because we have the intestinal fortitude to be able to carry that out. But we do it by faith because we trust that the Holy Spirit will give us the strength and the ability to forgive even though in our heart is so hard. I can almost guarantee you there is something that is in your heart and your mind right now. Uh, a root of bitterness that you are hanging on to today. Maybe it's a small little thing. Maybe it's a minor little offense that, that, that somebody that's close to you that, that hurts you in some way and you haven't let that go. Maybe it's a big one. Maybe it's somebody who has done something really horrific to you. Some tragic experience that you have had to go through. Whatever the Holy Spirit is putting on your heart today, let me call you today to walk in obedience. To ask the Spirit to give you a forgiving heart towards that person. Lay it, that hurt, that offense, to lay it at the foot of the cross and walk in the freedom of forgiveness by faith. And just watch what God is going to do in your life. Let's pray. Lord, you know what's on my heart right now. You know how I have hung on to this unforgiveness for many years. Lord, I pray that you would give me the strength to truly forgive, not just saying the words, but to truly release that offense and reach out in love once again. You know how hard it is to see that person. I pray that this week that you would bring them in my path so that I can by faith Embrace them and allow this, uh, this weight that has been holding me back for so long to let it go and to walk in the newness of your life in me. I pray for each one here this morning, Lord, 
that they would be able to experience your Spirit's work of faith in their lives, that they would, uh, that they would know what it means to truly forgive those that they have held that bitterness against, that unforgiveness against? Would you set them free from their, fr- from their pride? Would you set them free to be able to love? Would you set them free so they could know you better? And so Could you set them free so that they can reflect your, cl- your character more clearly today? There will be no greater testimony in our lives than our ability to be able to forgive. So would you do that in us today? And by faith, we cry out, Amen. Amen.